Well, Razorback fans, a question that gets thrown out anytime there's a possible coaching change is buyout numbers. And I'll tell you this, I looked at Sam Pittman's buyout, it's pretty wild. So let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 103.7 TheBuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Terms and conditions do apply. Hope everybody's having a wonderful, wonderful Thursday as it's still pretty crazy right now. And I, I want to tease this a little bit for uh, since it's a bye week that on tomorrow's podcast, uh, actually, it's going to be kind of a podcast and a live stream. So I invite everyone to do there. So at eight o'clock on Thursday night, we are going to live stream the official Razorback basketball preview with myself, uh, Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com and Scotty Borderland of Hogsports.com. Uh, it's going to be a live stream at 8 o'clock where we'll take your questions and everything. It's going to be right here on the Locked On Razorbacks YouTube page as well as on my Twitter and on my Facebook page. Um, so I wanted to tease that. And then the podcast for tomorrow will actually just be uh, that and, and just a full-on pr- uh, predictions and preview and, and all that fun stuff right before the Purdue game. So I just wanted to give everybody a heads up on that. Uh, but I did want to talk about bas- uh, football today to start because – I got to give a shout out to Andrew Hutchinson of bestofarkansasports.com. I know buyouts are pretty crazy. And I know that there's a lot of questions that go into them as far as what is allowed, what's not allowed, like what what's the possibilities here. And it, it's pretty crazy when uh, Andrew Hutchinson went through a really in-depth analysis on uh, Sam Pittman's buyouts and his contracts and everything. Now, let me be clear before getting into this. I'm not saying that, all right, I'm talking about this because Sam Pittman's about to be fired. I'm not ta- I'm I'm not saying that. I don't know what's going to happen, neither do you. But I just think it's very fascinating when you look at the numbers that if they did decide to make a move on Sam Pittman, here are the different variations of what could end up happening, uh what the situation would be as far as the buyout and the numbers, how much money would it cost, like all of those things wrapped into one. And so I just wanted to kind of start with that and and look at some of the really interesting things. And again, this all is uh from Andrew Hudson of Best of Arkansas Sports, so uh, you can check them out at bestofarkansasports.com. All right, so uh, when talking about the buyout and his contract and everything, we know that it was a unique thing because Hunter Yurichek talked about in the introductory uh, press conference where he was like, I think that you coaches should be fired for cause. If they lose, I don't like the massive buyouts. I think that it's ruining college football. He says we got to get a handle on it. And I think that there's a lot of truth to what he said. And I think that that was one of the reasons why Sam Pittman was able to have a contract similar to what, you know, we all kind of expected for him too. But um, here, here's the kind of the breakdown of it. It says if Pittman had a winning percentage of at least 500 um, by the time he was fired, he'd be owed 75% of his remaining contract. If it dips below 500, the buyout drops to 50% remaining of his contract. However, following the 2020 season, since the pandemic came in, they altered that to where that record does not count. Uh, that three and seven year that they had does, does not count. So it started in 2021. So now it's uh, looking like that with Sam Pittman, and even though his overall record is 21 and 23 right now, below 500, 
technically his record is 18 and six because those numbers did not count from the first year. So he has a winning record right now, which means if he was fired today, he would be owed 75% of his remaining contract. And we'll get into those numbers as far as what he'll be owed anyways. But the only way that he dips below 500 is if they lose all four of their games the rest of the way, which is unlikely. As bad as Arkansas has been this year, it is unlikely. Because uh, I think they're going to get FIU at the very minimum because they're one of the worst teams in the country as far as uh, FBS goes. But anyways, uh, so they have if they win one remaining game, uh, Sam Pittman's guaranteed to have at least a 500 record as head coach. So he'll be owed 75% of his contract. Now, this is crazy to me. So say if he got fired right after the season ended, like right, uh, I think Andrews uses uh, November 30th. Say if he gets fired there, then he would have four years on his deal left at $5.25 million annually, which would be, if you did all the numbers, 75% of that number would be $16.1 million. So if he was fired and they were able to go over 500, or he was a five, over 500 coach, and they won at least one more game, he would be owed $16 million, roughly $16.1 million by the time the uh, season came to an end. But if Arkansas it goes 0-3 and, and Pittman was left go, let go following the FIU game, the buyout drops to roughly $10.7 million. So think about that. You're talking about a difference of $5.5 million, roughly, of one win. One win can make the difference for the rest of these games left on the schedule. One win can make the difference between Arkansas having to pay him $5.5 more million, dollars, or I should just say, paying $16.1 million or $10.7 million. That's a huge amount of money and a huge difference. And isn't that crazy to think about? Just one game, one win, makes a difference in that type of money. Uh, the amounts would be paid to Pittman in weekly, equal monthly payments from uh, up until December 31st of 2027, but can be offset by future earnings as uh, he's as a duty to mitigate in good faith by diligently seeking, accepting, and reporting other comparable employment. So, but we've already been told that this is his last job. So that's why I feel like if he does end up leaving, it's not going to be because he was fired. It's going to be because he resigns or retires. So also, the U of A would be on the hook for retention payments because he's earned up to this point. Um, in the 2022 season, it was worth one million dollars, and the this year is worth one point one million dollars. So if he was let go the Sunday after the Missouri game, his total retention payment that he'd be owed would be $1.99 million. And instead of making that payment on December 31st of 2024, it would be due within 30 days of his termination. So about a year before or before it would be expected. So because Arkansas won the Liberty Bowl last year, get this, because they won the Liberty Bowl, his retention payment wouldn't change. Or, sorry, if he hadn't won the Liberty Bowl, the retention payment wouldn't change. But the buyout figures laid out above would have been $4.5 million at 75% retention and $3 million, 50% less, respectively. So there could be even more retention bonuses that are owed to Sam Pittman if he was uh, if he was to get fired by Arkansas. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing how just like one game can make the difference. One measly game can make the difference of uh, getting paid 75% of your earnings or just 50%. Now, Dan Enos, for those of you who are uh, interested, um, and you, I don't know why you would be, but Dan Enos only made it to eight games in his three-year contract, and he's owed his entire contract. He's owed $2.84 million. 
And it's going to be paid in equal monthly payments and to the length of his deal. So it's a fully guaranteed contract, essentially. But he has the duty to mitigate by seeking other jobs. Even though I don't know how many jobs he'll actually get because it was pretty awful. <laughs> it was pretty awful. Either way, uh, Enos is due for a dramatic pay cut, not, not to mention he'll likely give his next employer a discount for services of the buyout receiving from Arkansas. That's what Chad Morris did when he became the offense coordinator of Auburn. So anyways, it was a really great article written by Andrew Hutch, and I encourage all of you to go check it out at bestarkansasports.com. But the point is, is like you just had a major like buyout contract that seemed like it was making a lot of sense. But man, this is a this is a thing that makes you wonder. And I'm I don't think let me put it this way. I don't think that buyouts and the amount of money that they're owed is going to like freak out or make people make the U of A say, you know what? Uh, if we only owed him 50% of his contract, we would have fired him. But since it's 75% now, we're going to keep him on for another year. That's not really what's going to happen. I don't. I think that that's a little bit overblown. But the point is, is like you got, you got a situation right now where people are wanting Sam Pittman fired. And I don't know if he's going to get fired. I don't know what the rest of the season is going to have. You know, I, I may say that, you know what, you need to keep on Sam Pittman if it's all said and done at the end of the year. And maybe some of you want him fired right now. It doesn't matter at this point. They're still going to get four games. They're not going to fire Sam Pittman uh, right now. So until that happens, there's no reason in even, like, discussing who they're going to hire. But it just, again, for those of you who are wondering about the buyout numbers and how unique his buyout numbers are, that's the kind of the bottom line of it, and that's what makes it so fascinating. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about a one mistake. One mistake can change a good thing here in just a second. But first, I got to tell you that Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily sports, uh, fantasy sports. And it's just you against the numbers. Makes it really easy that way. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including the pros and the sharks, you get to pick more or less, just more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Think about how simple that is. It's like, oh, you think that this player is going to have more than 38 yards rushing? Then you bet on it. Or if you think it's less, you bet on that too. It's a 50-50 shot at it. But you can just do it to where there's different stats that are played out, whether it's for college football or whether it's for NFL, and it makes it so easy. For those of you who may not like to go in all in depth of you know what's going on with the with all the other betting sites and whatnot, it's like, that. that's fine if you want to, but this is a whole different animal to make it so simplified, so easy, and so easy to win money because it's simply just two options, more or less. And I can tell you for somebody that I've, I've played it, and I know a lot of other people, a lot of my friends have played it too, and some of them that uh, just enjoy that type of winning money, that's the way to do it. So I encourage all of you to try it out today. You can go to prizepicks.com slash college and use promo code college for a first deposit up match up to $100. That's go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by LinkedIn. These, uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Then when you go on the website at, uh, at linkedin.com slash locked on college, you're going to add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame, and your LinkedIn profile will spread the word that you're hiring. They got simple tools like screening questions, make it easier to focus on candidates that you want to have and you want to hire. Can't tell you how many people I know in my life that has used LinkedIn to get a new job or to hire some really great candidates. That's why it's number one in delivering quality hires. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality, qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. So post your job for free 
at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, you know, I got to tell you, folks, that uh, there was a few things that I thought was interesting about when Danny Nos got fired and knowing that it's a crazy, crazy world when I don't because I can remember a time when Arkansas actually fired a coach middle of the season that wasn't the head coach. Uh, and it, maybe it's happened before and maybe some of you can correct me on it, but I don't feel like it's happened uh, very often at all. And so I was talking with Brandon Marcello of 24-7 Sports. He covers all things college football. Does a great job with him. And I was talking with him about that today. And he was he kind of laid it out. He's like, just that, that one major mistake of hiring Dan Enos is going to live with Sam Pittman and live with this Arkansas program for a while. And I started thinking about, well, that seems a little extreme. That seems a little over the top. Like maybe there's a little bit of an exaggeration there. But the more I thought about it, folks, the more there's a lot of truth to that. Because if you think about what this team could have been if they just did, just had someone else. And we'll use, even though some of you may not like it, but we'll use the example of if you still had Kendall Bryles. If Kendall Bryles was still your offensive coordinator right now at Arkansas, what would this season have looked like? What would the offensive look like? Well, I can tell you that I have no reason to full-on believe that the offense would be just as good, if not better, than last year. Like I don't think that there's evidence of that for sure. Because we know about the offensive line, we know about the you know, the the utilization of, of certain players and what he did and didn't do. Like, there's a lot of elements and a lot of moving parts to all that. So I don't know for a fact that it would be as good as it was last year. But I do know for a fact that it would be better than what it is this year, 100%. And it kind of makes you think about, like, if Kendall Browse was still here, would you have, you know, gotten a Luke Has, you know, in the tight end position? Because we know they didn't really utilize tight ends. Would Trey Knox have stayed? Probably not. Probably would have moved on anyways. But would that have changed? Would the tight end position have changed? Um, would you have had as big of issues on the offensive line? I think, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, the offensive line is the offensive line. But, you know, maybe there could have been some differences or some changes there, too. But there's just a lot of questions about it. Is that if Kendall Brawls was still the OC, what, if, what it would have looked like? And I remember I did a podcast uh, earlier in the year talking about how I feel like Sam Pittman kind of played Kendall Bryles or Arkansas kind of played Kendall Bryles because my understanding, and I don't, I'm don't, i not sitting here saying I have full-fledged proof of it, but my understanding was is that like Kendall Bryles was flirting with Mississippi State and they were going to pay him like $1.9 or $1.8 million or whatever. And they came back to, with Arkansas and Arkansas gave him a raise and gave him a new contract or whatever. And then I remember Kendall Bryles tweeted out, uh, let's run it back. And he had K.J. Jefferson there in the picture with him. And then suddenly it started being rumored again that he was going to be now at TCU after tweeting out Rutz, run it back and all of that. And then shortly after that, when those rumors started, it seemed that they had moved on and they hired Diane Enos even before it was announced that he was the TCU guy. And that was all she wrote. 
I remember I did when I did my podcast on that, I looked at it and I was like, man, you know, that that looked like a man that got played. That, that Sam Pittman and Hunter Yurchek or or both got tired of playing games and just said, you know what, we're done with this. Go on to TCU, we'll hire somebody else. And at and honestly, I at the time I didn't blame him. And even right now, I don't blame them because it, it's really annoying if you flirt with a job at Mississippi State, you get a raise out of it. You tweet out, let's run it back, and then you continue to flirt with jobs. That's the Jimmy Sexton angle, I'm sure, more than anything. But I understand saying, like, you know what? Like, what are we doing here? Man, you either want to be here or you don't. We're tired of doing this. We're not going to get you it, so just move on. And that's when they hired Dan Enos. That's my understanding. But it's just amazing, like, to think about what the team would have looked like, what the players would have looked like. Because, honestly, you didn't really have that many transfers out on offense of guys of significant notes. I know um, the... uh, uh, Keytron Jackson transferred out, and I was really bummed by that. He was a good player. But besides that, though, it's like you kept pretty much the the main guys, the main guys that you wanted to have. And so if Kendall Browles had been the OC of this team, would you have been undefeated? No. I think a worst-case scenario, if you had Browles as your OC right now, you'd be 4-4. Four four. Worst-case scenario. And you'd probably more realistically be maybe at the six-win mark. Five or six wins, because you would have beaten Mississippi State for sure. I think you would have beaten Ole Miss, to be honest about it. I think you would have beaten LSU. Maybe I'm wrong there. I think you would have been. I would have think you would have. I think you would have beaten a BYU too. So like, I think you would have won. You would be four and four at worst right now if Kendall Bros was as the offense coordinator. But instead, and it, and well, let's look at it that way. Even in the worst case scenario, if you were four and four, Sam Putin's job wouldn't be in jeopardy. Uh, people would be, I don't know if they'd be able to be happy and excited, but they'd be at least, okay, let's see what happens. We can go undefeated the rest of the year, finish out eight and four. Like there'd be a lot of like promise of possibilities of why it could change. But instead, it's looking like everybody could get fired. That same people could get fired. That this team, this seems like a waste. Like all of that could still happen. And it, that's what the whole point of this and why I wanted to bring it up. It is amazing to me how one, one mistake, one bad hire can take you from being a team that is highly competitive in this conference and maybe even playing for something true, something real, maybe even fighting for an SEC West division title. If, if everything would have, because you, you've shown that you're good enough to go up again. You've played the best teams in the SEC West and you've lost by one possession to all of them. Like you'd be at least flirting with it. You can go from that to fire everybody. Because of one bad hire. I know it's part of it. I know it's part of it. I know it's part of coaching. I know it's the way it works. But that just blows my mind. Imagine if all of our jobs were treated that way. With one bad decision, one bad hire, one bad deal. And we're out. Where we're this close to being something great. It's craziness to me. This episode is brought to you by Markel from Fayetteville to El Dorado and everywhere in between. Markel has been helping Arkansas small business community for over 30 years. Markel is a global specialty insurer with truly a people-first approach. Because of them, insurance is more than just a piece of paper. It's a promise to help people get back on their feet. We spend a third of our lives working, so on the job, injuries can be expected. You work hard to build your business, so I know it's important to make sure that you and your employees have the right insurance coverage. Whether you're new to the business or celebrating your 25th year anniversary, whether you have one employee or a thousand employees, Markel aims to understand your workers' compensation insurance needs. Find a local independent agent to get a free workers' compensation insurance quote today at markelinsurance.com slash locked on. 
That's M-A-R-K-E-L, insurance.com slash locked on. Markel, insuring America's small businesses since 1930. Insurance carrier coverage, dividends, and services availability may vary by state. Markel is a registered trademark of Markel Group Incorporated. We are also, of course, just like we always love talking about FanDuel, because right now you can snap into the action of the NFL season, where new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in the action because you get that $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads and player props and over-unders and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, This is not going to be anything sports related, I apologize, but I've actually been meaning to say this for a minute, and it just had so many things going on this week, as you know, and as you can imagine, that I haven't really had a chance to do it. But for those of you who do not know, the uh, Locked On Razorbacks podcast surpassed 8,000 subscribers on YouTube this past weekend. And it is growing rapidly. It is growing rapidly right now. And I always like to do some sort of thank you whenever a milestone is accomplished. Not because it's like self-serving or anything, but it's because I I truly want to say thank you to all of you. And this isn't just something, too, where uh, I forget about the people that do the audio downloads. Because, of course, uh, I appreciate each and every one of you, too. Uh, But I just look at it as... When you are subscribing to somebody, like whether it's on YouTube or whether it's on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever it's at, whatever you're doing there, it's always just an incredible feeling to see the growth of where it's all at. And I see what other podcasts do that are relatable to mine and comparable to mine. And I mean that not only here in the state of Arkansas, but also just in general and across all of college football, like a team specific podcast, like how do they do and how do they work and what's the viewership like and what's the everything like. And so I always kind of track that, not as a way of saying, ha I'm better than you. It's more of a way of saying like, all right, where, where am I at? Where do I rank? How, what, what are they doing? If there's one that has a lot, like what are they doing that's better than what I'm doing and how can I fix that? How can I make mine better? Just all the different things uh, across the board. Like, how can I be the best I can be and be the best of my job? Because it's like a research purpose and all of that. But I'd say this with all honesty, that seeing the amount of subscribers and hitting that 8,000 mark of subscribers is not something that's easy to attain, especially when you're talking about Razorback Sports. Because there's even some other YouTube accounts on uh, on YouTube that are Arkansas-driven, Razorback-driven, that post a lot more than what I do. Like, I just do a podcast. There'll be occasions I'll post some random stuff, but there's other places that do shows, that do press conferences, that do you know, all this other stuff, and they don't even have the amount of subscribers that the Locked on Razorbacks podcast has. And I look at other people's podcast numbers here in the state that do a podcast, and some of them are, uh, and I'm, I mean, I'm not hating on them at all. It's just like some of them are, Uh, really high and very competitive and other ones aren't but it's like when it comes to the numbers themselves none of them compares to what we do here on the locked on razorbacks podcast like none of them even come close 
And I'm not saying that's because of me either. Like, obviously, I'm the host, and obviously, I love doing it, and I enjoy it, and I try to bring you the best content I can, but it's mainly because of you. It's because of you Razorback fans, because you have a passion for Razorback sports that you're willing to take time out of your day each and every day to listen to me, to watch me. And that's just the most amazing feeling that I can ever feel in my career and in my job. And so when I got to 8,000 subscribers, I was just, it just hits me every single time. I was like, man, are you kidding me? Like I do this. Some days I don't feel like I'm very good at it. Some days I don't feel like I got it. Some days I feel like I'm, I'm swinging and missing. Like it's just part of the job because every single day of my life, I got to think of creative things to come up and try to sound interesting. Because for those of you, I'm sure you've heard of me say it before, that's my whole ideology and what I do, not only with my radio show, but with my podcast is I don't have to be right. I just have to be interesting. And it's a lot easier said than done because I'm wrong a lot, but I like to be interesting and I like to give interesting takes and interesting thoughts on things. And so just to get to the 8,000 subscriber mark is just such a blessing. And I'm so happy that I get to do this each and every day. I'm so happy that uh, each and every one of you who subscribe and who listen every day, um, all your comments and, and just seeing you out and about too, because that's also really cool. And that's what the YouTube angle has done is you guys uh, see me sometimes out and about on out in the uh, wild. And I, uh, like some of you have like saying like, oh man, don't mean to bother you. First off folks, you're never going to bother, bother me. You will never bother me if you come up just to say, Hey, and you know, listen to the podcast. Like that's never a thing, but it's just a very thing that I'm thankful for. And I'm blessed. I'm very blessed to do this. And I just want to say thank you to all of you for helping with this, get to this milestone and the way it's been growing. And my goal is to get to 10,000 subs by the time the year's over. That is an extremely high ask, and I'm, I don't, I'm not putting any guarantees on it. But it is possible. That's my, my goal. That was my goal at the beginning of this year, and we're getting close. Who knows? Maybe we get to that point, but I'm going to keep on keeping on. I'm going to keep doing my best. I'm going to hopefully do a good job by you, and we'll keep this, uh, keep this train rolling on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast because nobody comes close to what we do. I can promise you that. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razor X podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.